0: Back to the episode.
1: The people that are on your list and kind of just interacting with your business, they're looking for a a solution, right? They want a solution. It's your job. It's your responsibility, your obligation to be that solution for them and do everything in your power to make sure that you can help them.
2: This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. I'm Rick Mulready. Thank you so much for joining me today. For episode number 85. Really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to hang out. I am really excited about today's episode because we are talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is sales funnels. Uh, I would say after Facebook ads, sales funnels is right up there uh, for topics that I love learning about and love talking about. And joining me today to talk about how to maximize your ROI with a segmented sales funnel is funnel expert Jeremy Reeves. Now, Jeremy is a direct response copywriter, but he specializes in using those skills to create high converting sales funnels for his clients. And we dive into all different types of things today when it comes to uh, how best to segment your audience and create sales funnels for those people, those specific segmented audiences uh, within your overall audience so that you can be maximizing your ROI. Now, before I get into what we're going to be talking about here today... I want to make sure that you don't miss last week's episode, episode number 84. And that is how local businesses can see massive results with Facebook ads. Uh, And my guest was my good friend, Lisa Kieker. From the title, and the reason I'm bringing this up right now is because from the title, you might think that it's only for local businesses, only for brick and mortar businesses. And that is what the episode um, we talk about. However, even if you're not a local business, even if you're not a brick and mortar business, if you have an online business, you're going to get a ton out of that episode. And I've been getting a ton of of feedback and comments about it. People love that episode. So I want to make sure that I did mention it here on this episode. I don't really talk about past episodes. Um, Maybe I should start doing that. But uh, I wanted to just give you a heads up about that. So don't miss that episode. If you've not yet heard it, it's rickmulberdy.com forward slash 84. How do local businesses can see massive results with Facebook ads. It's a really, really good episode. In fact, it's quickly become one of my favorite episodes to date. And we are now on episode number 85. So that's saying a lot. All right. On today's show, we get into things like the best way to get started in creating a sales funnel in your business. We talk about why understanding your customer is a must to creating a high converting sales funnel in your business. And then three ways to understand, better understand, I should say, who your customer is and what their needs are. Jeremy gets into what the hot potato sequence is and how it can help you decide how often that you should email people once they join your email list. So once they get into your sales funnel, using this hot potato sequence to interact with them in a, um, in a, in an educational way, in a value add way, and in a way that keeps them wanting to come back for more and consume more of your information and eventually buy from you. We talk about email segmentation. Uh, Jeremy shares his how to find your eight untapped profit centers in your business. Really cool discussion here today. And then also Jeremy shares sort of of at the end of our conversation, uh, we get into mindset and how to overcome a limited mindset to making more uh, money each month in your business. We get into a lot of different things today. So I put together a cheat sheet for today's episode, which takes you through the three simple strategies that you can do right now to more deeply understand your specific target customer so that you can be maximizing your sales. So if you'd like to download this cheat sheet, just text AOPT85, that's AOPT85 to 44222, okay? So again, if you want to download this cheat sheet, it is all about the three simple strategies that you can do right now to more deeply understand your specific target customer so that you can be maximizing sales. Just text AOPT85 to 44222. All right, let's go hang out with Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, welcome to the uh, podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. So we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics today, sales funnels, uh, specifically talking about how to get the most out of your sales funnel and how to get the most out of your ROI with a segmented sales funnel. But before we get into that, uh, tell us a little bit about you know who you are and your background and and why we're going to be talking about sales funnels with you specifically here today?
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, we're going to be talking about sales funnels because that's what I specialize in. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, I'm a direct response copywriter. I started in uh, let's see, 2008. Uh, so I've been doing it for uh, whatever that is, like nine years, eight years, something like that. Um, you know, give or take a couple months. And uh, we, you know, we I, I started. Uh, as I, you know, I, I first started off as just writing sales sales copy, you know, just basically selling things um, either uh, through direct mail or, uh, you know, via websites or emails, whatever. Um, and then kind of as as the years went on, um, really before sales funnel became a big buzzword, it re- really started. Like if you think back, it was really only like 2013 or 14-ish. Yeah, um, that, it, yeah that like everybody started talking about it. Um, so I was doing them really since like 2010 or so. Um, in in fact, one of my, uh, maybe, maybe this will come up in the conversation, um, depends on, depends where we take it. But, uh, one of the things that I did, I think it was back in 2010, uh, was segmentation, uh, through email and increased one of my clients campaigns by 270%, uh, by, by doing that, you know, and, and that's why, you know, that's when I really fell in love with segmentation. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a, as, I started writing copy and as I really started going through that, uh, a lot of my clients started commenting, uh, to me about like, they're like, Hey, Jeremy, why don't you charge for strategy? They're like, you, you know, you're, you have one of the best, like, you know, strategic minds that I've ever seen in a copywriter. Cause a lot of, a lot of copywriters kind of only know how to write copy. They don't really get the, the market, the, um, you know, the strategy side of things yeah. Like or the, the, uh, hardcore business kind of, um, growth type stuff and uh, so I realized that the way my mind thought was like in terms of more of the long term view it wasn't just you know a, a sales letter it wasn't just an email it was how everything uh you know kind of is congruent with each other and that's really uh, when I started focusing on sales funnels. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, so th- so these days, you know, I, I kind of, my backbone is a copywriter, you know, direct response copywriter. Okay. Uh, but we specialize in writing copy for, uh like entire sales funnels rather than just you know like one landing page or one sales letter or whatever it is.
2: Gotcha. So if somebody's looking to get started in creating a sales funnel in their business, maybe they don't have anything in place right now, what is the best way to start?
1: The best way to start definitely is uh understanding your customer. You know, and I, I know that may sound a little um you know a little weird. It's not like oh go build a lead magnet. It's not oh write a sales page you have to start with understanding your customer. And this leads into um, segmentation. Uh, if you don't understand your customer, and if you don't understand, there's, there's really two sides of it. There's uh, like, if you can, I wish you could see me right now because I always, I always do this like, thing with my hands. I like to tuck my hands. <laughs> um, on, on one side, you have someone who's coming to you and they have a big nagging problem, a big frustration, you know? And then on the other side, if you you know if you're putting your hands up in the air, you have the one side is the problem, the other side is the solution, right? Mm-hmm. They want they're looking for somebody to bridge that gap. They're looking for somebody to solve that problem. So if they're thirty pounds overweight, the big problem is you know, they want to look better, they want to feel better, they want to have more confidence, they want to be healthier. Uh, Maybe they're getting worried. um, Maybe they're like, you know, having health problems, and they're worried about longevity, and they have kids, and they don't want to, you know, pass away early and and that kind of thing. I mean, there's a lot of different kind of um, reasons for it. So they're looking for someone to bridge that gap to solve that problem. So your job is to show them why not only you can solve that problem, because a lot of people can solve the problem. Your job is to show them why you specifically can sol- can give them the fastest uh you know the fastest solution to their problem the easiest the best you know whether you like better better results um you know and you have to show them why you're unique in doing that so maybe you have you know, some type of unique, um, way of doing it, or you have a certain personality that they're going to really resonate with, or, you know, whatever, whatever's unique about you, you have to kind of bridge those two and and find out, you know, you have to narrow down and really truly understand who you're serving. And then you have to be able to specifically show them why you, you uniquely can help them solve that specific problem that they're having,
2: you know? So, Um, so, okay. So, Couple questions that come out of that for me. Number one is we hear that a lot: is understanding your your customer. You've got to understand your customer. What are what are the ways that you've come across? What are the best ways for people to do that if they don't clearly have an understanding of who their customer is right now, or maybe they think that they do, but they could get a little bit more you know deeply into that understanding. What are some ways yep. that people can do that?
1: Yeah, so I'll give you two, um, and I actually literally just uh, wrote an article this week about this, <laughs> so that's uh,
2: that's good timing. Cool, I'll link, um, I'll link I'll link that up in the uh, in the show notes page.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the first one is surveys. So if you already have an audience, if you already have a list, send them a survey, mm-hmm. and you know it could be. And there's there's a whole you know kind of methodology methodology to this. There's a bunch of different ways to go about it. The simplest way, if you you know if you've never done a survey, you're kind of nervous to do it. All you have to do send out an email and say, Hey, uh, you know, Hey, first name, what's the biggest problem? I, I know you're looking to X, you know, whatever the solution that they want is, mm-hmm. but I'm really trying to get to know you better. I'm really trying to come up with salute better solutions for you so that I can, I can help you, you know, solve the problem better, faster, easier, etc. cetera. Um, so I would really appreciate if you would just hit reply to this email and tell me what the biggest challenge that you're having. I know you're probably having a lot of challenges, What's the biggest, the number one biggest challenge that you're having right now that's not allowing you to get the solution that you need to fix your problem? You know, that's, that's a really, really, really simple way to, um, to understand customers and they will open up to you by the way. Um, kind of a, you know, one point a on that is call people. So if you have Mm -hmm. buyers, Mm -hmm. if you have buyers and nobody does this, if you have buyers, which, um, you know, you probably have at least some, you know, um, call them and say, Hey, look, you know, you bought my pro- my product. Why did you buy it? You know, like what's what's the actual reason you bought it? What was yeah. the what was the big problem um, that you were trying to solve when you bought my product? And, you know, and obviously, you know, has it, have I helped you solve that problem? Um, But if you, uh, if you get on the phone, even just like five people, it's going to give you probably just as much um, like kind of gold insight that it would from doing a survey. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit time consuming. It might take it two hours or something like that. Um, But it's, I mean, it's, I'm telling you it's worth it. Um, One of the things that we do with our clients, a lot of times, uh, when we're doing research for our clients, cause you know, I'm, I'm in industry, so I'm in all different types of industries, mm-hmm. uh, doing these sales funnels for our clients. And one of the things that we do, uh, when we can, we can't all the time, just with confidentiality, uh, confidentiality is- issues and things like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. when we can, we call them and we, we talk to customers cause that's the fastest way that you're ever going to be able to understand somebody is by having a conversation with them. Sure. Sure. Uh, so, so then the second one, if you don't have a list, if you don't have customers, you're starting from this brand new, uh, go to Amazon, right? So we'll, we'll, go back to the weight loss example, cause it's really, it's really easy for everybody to understand. I found, so go and go to Amazon, you know, amazon.com, uh, go into the books section. Okay. Uh, and then what you want to do is just type in into their little search bar, type in whatever your niche is. So if it's weight loss, you type in weight loss books. If it's, uh, you know, financial, you know, like a financial advisor, something with financial, you know, financial aid books or, you know, financial advisor books or whatever, whatever uh, you think would be a good keyword, whatever people are searching for, because they're looking for information. And a lot of your uh, prospects are going to be reading books on Amazon, right? Um, so what you do. As you go through, you find the top, uh, let's just say two to you know one to one to three uh, books, and then you look through the reviews. And you're going to want to look for uh, one one and two star reviews and four and five star reviews, uh, not three because they tend to be pretty neutral. You know, um, I mean, sure. you know, it's, it's a three star, so that's, it tends to be pretty neutral. Um, and, and of course, you know, this is all kind of gray area. It's not, you know, not everyone is going to be neutral. Some of them might have emotional hot buttons and stuff, but, um, in, in general, they're going to be pretty neutral. So go, you know, one or two star reviews and four and five star reviews. What you're looking for is, uh, and you want people on both sides of the equation. You want people that are really, really excited and happy because they got a transformation. So you're looking for that positive side of things that, you know, they're going to talk about the the benefits they got from. Uh, following that that book, and uh, what you're looking for is you're you're looking at all those benefits that they're talking about. You know, hey, I lost weight, and then X happened. You know, and you're looking for those benefits because that's what you're going to talk about. Those are the same benefits that you're giving your uh you know your right. your customers and your sure. prospects. And then on the other side, you're also looking for all of the uh, frustrations that people are having. So. You know, you're going to find people that were like, oh, my God, you know, before I read this book, I was X and X and X. You know, I was frustrated. I was, you know, every time I walked down the street, I felt like people were staring at my body, you know, things like that. Um, And of course, you know, the frustrations frustrations are going to be different um, in every market. But that's, you know, if you just do those two things, you do surveys, talk to people on the phone. uh, Well, I guess three things. Surveys, talk to people on the phone, and then go to Amazon looking for the emotional hot buttons, the emotional triggers mm-hmm. that people talk about in the reviews. And the reason I say Amazon is because uh, when you read the reviews online, as, as everybody knows, listen to this, uh, people are willing to go a lot more emotionally deep uh, when you're not talking to them face-to-face sure, because true, yeah. you know, you're know you on a computer. It's kind of like you, you can... <laughs> You know, you see people like freak out in, in Facebook and stuff like that, and they never would do that in real life. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just because you're kind of hiding behind your computer. You know, you get uh, you get you get confident in yourself. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, just do that, and then um, not only are you gonna you're gonna really understand your customer, but you're actually gonna be able to come up with new product ideas, new solutions to help your your prospects too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So once once we have this understanding of our customer, how are we leveraging that? How are are we leveraging this into creating um, a segmented sales funnel?
1: Yeah. So when you're doing, when you're using paid traffic uh, to, you know, and doing segmented funnels um, with paid traffic, right? Uh, The first thing is you, you want to be segmenting as, as narrow as you can possibly get, because when you're dealing with cold traffic, they are, they're coming from a place where they don't they, they don't have, they don't know anything about you. So you ha- mm-hmm. you're starting from ground zero. You know what I mean? You have to build trust and authority and, uh, and, and cred- credibility fast, you know, before you're going to be able to sell them something. Right. Sure. So the more targeted that you are in the person that you're you know targeting, um, the faster you're going to be able to build that. So for example, you know, let's, let's just say we'll, we'll go back to, you know, go back to like the, the fitness industry again. It's just, it's just simple to understand, but you know. Think about this in terms of your business as you're listening to this. So let's just imagine three people are advertising. Let's just say Facebook. That's the that's the big you know kind of hot trend right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, by the way, is awesome. Try that. <laughs> just <laughs> as a, as a quick little aside, I'm doing really well with Instagram. Really cool. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, so let's just say number one is they have a personal training business and they're doing Facebook ads just for anybody, men, women, uh, young, old. 10 pounds overweight, a hundred pounds overweight. It's just everybody. Okay. And you can imagine how, you know, the message is going to be when you're talking to everybody, you can't get really specifically targeted to anybody because you're, you know, talking to everybody. Then you bring it down a level and it's okay. Well, you serve, um, only women. Okay. And then that way you can talk, you can, all of your case studies are about women. Um, the, the things that the benefits that you're going to give people are specific to women. You know, it's not about getting, you know, big bulky muscles. It's about getting lean and toned and, you know, things like that. So you can fit in your, uh, jeans that you haven't worn in 10 years. And, you know, you can be so much more specific in the way that you talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then, so they're obviously going to do, you know, the, they're obviously going to do better. And then the, the final level, uh, there's usually, usually about three levels that you can go is you target not only women, but women over the age of 40. And the reason that you do that is because uh, maybe you're 45 yourself or 50 or whatever, you know, whatever. And you understand, you specialize, uh, maybe you have a degree in uh, hormones, right? Whatever degree that I don't even know what degree that would be, but um, there probably is one. Uh, (laughs) And uh, the reason that you specialize in that industry is because, uh, women over forty are dealing with different problems than women under forty you know um they're 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 dealing with um like kind of age related hormone issues, and guys are too um you know we all kind of go through this similar type of uh, type of thing uh girls unfortunately a little bit more than guys but uh you know you can see like you can talk very very specifically and and the more uh specific you get with these people, the more targeted you can talk to them about the specific frustrations and problems that they're having right so One thing you can do, there's, there's kind of two ways to go about segmenting, right? Number one is you just pick which kind of level that you want to segment at. And then in, in all of your ads, in your Facebook ad, on your landing page, in your email sequence, on your sales page, in all of that, you're talking specifically to that industry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, so that's one way of segmenting. The other way is doing more. um, And that's a good, really good way to start. Right, that's a good starting place. Is starting really specific, and then as you grow, uh, because you're going to be the more specific you get, the higher your conversions are going to be. So it's going to be easier to profit, um, you know, to get it profitable. But the problem with it in, in that approach is there's kind of like a limit to it. You know what I mean? Um, you're going to hit kind of a top range where okay, you know, we kind of maxed out that really narrow specific market. So as you want to grow, then you're going to want you have to go a little bit more broad. Right. Um, and what you do when you're in that stage is maybe, so now you're, you know, you're going up to the middle level where it's all women, right. Uh, of all ages and all that kind of thing. So then you're just, you know, you have, I don't know, a PDF of smoothie recipes, you know, or, you know, workout, uh, like sample workouts or whatever your lead magnet is, whatever your opt-in is to get people on your list. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you can use a, uh, a software <clears throat> like, uh, Ryan Levesque has the uh, survey funnel software. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, what you can do is just, Hey, you know, opt in to get your free PDF. Okay. And then they click, uh, whatever, you know, get instant access. And then on the next page, it's like, Hey, we want to make sure that we're sending you the most relevant information possible. Um, just tell us, you know, a couple quick questions about you, you know, are you a male or female? And then you can segment them based on that. I'm actually going to be doing that for client in the, um, selling supplements, and uh, it works, oh my God, fantastically well.
2: Sorry, was that was that on the landing page before they get whatever they're opting in for? Or is that like on the thank you page after they have opted in?
1: Yeah, good question. So uh, depending on what software you use, you can do that. Um, and I've never actually tested if it's better doing it before they opt in or after. Okay. Um, and, and I actually have, um, and it's really more out of laziness. <laughs> um, I actually have them set up in both ways. Uh, but yeah, I've never, I've never actually done a, a straight split test. Um, I should, that's actually a good test. I should do that. But what, so uh, so
2: what's way do you do it right now?
1: Yeah. So right now the way I do it, um, and I'm actually going to be testing out Ryan's, uh, ser- uh, software soon. Um, okay. probably this month actually. Uh, the way I do it now is I use Entreport. So you can, um, they have if then rules, yep. uh, Entreport does it. Infusionsoft does it. Uh, Campaign does it. HubSpot does it. A lot of the, a lot of these, um, you know, higher end email services do it. And what I do is they, they opt in for whatever, right? The, the PDF, the video, whatever it is. And then they get, uh, they get one email that gives them the, you know, the, the PDF. And then it says, it's like, Hey, you know, here's your PDF. And then in that email, it says, Hey, you know, by the way, uh, you know, again, the same, same type of thing, you know, we want to make sure that we're sending the most relevant information. We want to make sure that it's valuable to you and we're not talking to you about, um, you know, things that aren't relevant to your situation. So all you have to do is just click one of the following three links. And then that way, you know, we, we know what information to send you. And like, you make it sound like you're doing them a favor sure, uh, sure, for, for being able to segment them, um, which I mean, really you are, you know, because you don't want to send them irrelevant information. Um, number one, cause they won't care about it. And number two, cause it's going to, you know, hurt your sales. Uh, so then based on what link they click, uh, then it segments them, um, based on that. Gotcha.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, once, yeah. once they've done that, is uh-huh. there like one of the questions I always get is how long does a funnel need to be? And, you know, there's, there's no right or wrong there, but you know, what are some things, what are some best practices that you'd recommend? So let's just say that somebody has set this up. Um, you know, they've segmented that into, let's just say, let's keep it very simple beginners, uh-huh. intermediates, and advanced. And then somebody clicks on beginners. And then what does that sort of funnel look like from there now that you've segmented that?
1: Yeah, that's another good question. So when you're thinking in terms of how long to do it, um, and again, this is a general sense, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Think about it in terms of the buying cycle. Okay. So uh, in general, the lower the price of the product is, the less, you know, the, the shorter it can be. So, if you're selling something for seven dollars, you know, you could send them maybe three or four emails about it. If they're not buying it, it's only seven bucks. Right. If they're not buying it, you can probably move on. You know, um, versus uh, for me, for example, you know, my services are, are in the the four and five figures. So, mm-hmm. uh, my sales funnel goes for I think it's over a year. Um, and, and you know, the reason for that is because uh, you also have to look at it in terms of you know are you writing the copy yourself well how much time can you allocate to writing it sure. are you are you paying someone like me a copywriter to write it for you and if so how much you know cash flow do you have to have them uh do it for you there's always there's always a point where uh you have to find that line between uh either the time or money allocated to you know building the funnel versus when it's going to like kind of hit that point where it doesn't pay off anymore you know what I mean? Um, you know, I've like for mine, for example, mine goes for a year. And that's because uh, I I mean I've had clients on my list for, you know, three, four years, and then they're ready
2: to to work with me. Sure. Is that and- is that one email per week, or how how often are you are you emailing them during that year?
1: Yeah. So I always start off and I call this the hot potato uh sequence or the hot potato effect or you know, whatever you want to okay. call it. But basically think of it like a hot potato. So you pull a hot potato out of your hands and that's, um, I call it that because when people first get on your list, they're like the most, uh, kind of, uh, open to buying. They're the most eager to, to hear more about you, right? They're the, they're the most hot, so to speak. So you think of a hot potato in your hand, you're going to kind of bounce that up in your hand, um, really quickly as it first hits your hand. But then as it cools off, you throw it up in the air less and less. And it's the same thing, uh, with, um, you know, with, with, People, you know, it, when they first come on your list, you can email them a little bit more often. I usually do like you maybe the first three days it's every day, and then after that, like the next three or four emails, it's every other day, and then it's every three days, then every four days, and then I go to about once a week. And I, I typically like to stop at about once a week. Um, I've I've found that if you go to once every two week uh, two weeks or or longer, they, they tend to start going cold. Um, and then, but then if you're sending, you know, there, there's a lot of people that do daily emails. Um, I've never been a fan of them, uh, for a long period of time. You know, um, I've never, they, they work, they work, uh, short term, you know, in my experience, they, they work short term, but, um, number one, it's, you kind of burn out the list a little bit. Too quickly mm-hmm. um, yeah. for for my taste. Sure. I, I'm a little bit more of a long term thinker, uh, and and number two, uh, it's again it comes down to how much time or money you can allocate to actually writing the copy. Yeah. You know, um, so you know if you love to write the copy, uh, then fine. You know, there you can probably send it every day. Um, but but I would make sure that you have you know some sort of thing that says like hey if you don't want to get them every day sign up to our you know whatever like weekly list or or whatever it is um but you know in, in general i don't really like it that much um in most most situations but uh yeah i mean the the kind of short answer with that uh is the easy answer is the as when they first join your list it's more frequent mm-hmm. and then as they go out longer then it's that it's less frequent um up to about once a week and then kind of stay there
2: cool Cool. Now I want to shift gears a little bit because I know that you talk a lot a bit about a lot about this and and that is how to find untapped profit centers in your business. What 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 are some strategies for doing that? Because once you do that, then you could implement everything that we're talking about here, as far as these um, you know segmented sales funnels and so forth. What are some strategies for people like they could look at their business right now and say, you know what, I never even thought about that. That could be an untapped you know, way to make money and bring money into the business.
1: Yeah. Um, so there, there are a bunch of different ways to do that. And um, and it's always going to be kind of specific to, you know, what you already have in place uh, sure, sure. in your business, you know, but, uh, you know, there are a couple of them and I actually wrote a report on this. Um, so there are, I'll go through them real quick because there's, uh, there's eight that I came up with and there's more, but these are like the the big eight, if you will. Uh, So number one is hyper responsive uh, customers or clients. So you're going to find people um, that they just buy everything. You know, you come out with it, they buy it. It doesn't even matter. You know, um, if you and this is especially true for people that have really big personalities. They have a lot of trust in their industry Um, there. You'll find that you'll launch a product and you hit go at noon and you'll have orders at noon. You know, like they don't even Mm -hmm. read the sales letter. It's just okay. You know, Rick came out with this product. I'm buying it. Um, and, and so those are obviously your hyper responsive customers what I always tell people there is find out who they are um, and an easy way to find out who they are is just um, find your average order value you know like your average customer value rather sure. mm-hmm. um, and people that are above that are typically your your hyper responsive um, you know kind of clients so you know your average uh, your average uh, customer might be worth hundred dollars well people that are worth can be kind of lumped into that hyper responsive category and then you just sell them more stuff, (laughs) you know, um, which, which I know, like, you know, don't take me wrong. I'm not saying to sell them anything just to make money. I'm, you know, if you listen to my stuff, I'm not about that whatsoever. Um, I'm huge, huge, huge on you only do something if it's in the best interest of the person you're serving. Okay. So keep that in mind, please. Um, (laughs) uh, don't, you know, don't take advantage of people who are going to give you money, you know, make sure that you're actually providing, you know, whatever they're paying you, make sure you're providing that times a multiple, you know? Um, so, so that's number one. Uh, next one is segmentation. So, you know, just make sure that you're segmenting, um, either based on, could be on interest based. Uh, I have a uh, I have a side business uh, that shows guys how to dress better. We figured out that uh, there are three uh, main reasons why they dress better. Number one is to you know be more attractive to uh, you know for romantic relationships. Uh, the second one is professionally. So they want to kind of, you know, get, get ahead, get a little, uh, advantage professionally. And then the third one is for confidence, you know, I um, mean, that's, that's kind of like the general thing, um, that, you know, you dress better, you feel more confident, you know, and that's guys and girls. Um, and then, the, you know, there's behavior based. So if they're taking certain actions and that's kind of like where retargeting comes in place, that's where, uh, you can do, you can send emails to people based on pages they visit, things like that. Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think of the third one. Uh, it's not coming to me.
2: I put you on the spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and there's interest behavior. Oh, and then the buying cycle. So you can actually, uh, you can actually kind of segment people based on where they're at in the buying cycle, um, and that's actually fairly easy with um, with paid ads because the way that you uh, and, and always think about this when you're doing paid ads, the way that you're wording your ad is going to attract certain people. Yep. Okay, so. Yep. Um, yeah, like if, if you come out with, you know, just again, going back to weight loss, it's like, uh, you know, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something like, uh, something at the very beginning, uh, I don't know the, the way that you word the ads or the thing, you know, the PDF that you give away is going to attract different people. So, all right, here's an example, um, in, in business, you know, I can come out with a report talking about how to set up and, and, you know, a, like a very, very simple sales funnel, Right. Um, or even with sales funnels, it could be talking about what a sales funnel is. So that's going to be people at the very, very beginning. They don't even know what a sales funnel is. Sure. So you have to educate them on what it is, you know, take them through the whole process. The next step might be, you know, how to set up a simple sales funnel. So they're kind of like in that intermediate uh, category, the middle category. Uh, and then uh, the people at the kind of like top end would be um, how to set up an advanced sales funnel, how to do things like segmentation and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff that you can do. Uh, and then, so you can, you can see that people, the people who are going to respond to those ads, you have to talk to them in very different ways, you know? Um, so you can, you can kind of, uh, segment them based on that. So those are the, uh, kind of main three. Uh, the next thing is direct mail, right? And I know that's something that almost nobody on the internet talks about anymore. Um, I'm actually about to, uh, I just finalized actually a new campaign that I'm doing to pick up clients. Um, and it's with lumpy mail. I'm sending out this big treasure, treasure chest in the mail um with the whole uh there's like a little key and a lock, and they have to open the treasure chest and they go inside there's a direct mail letter inside of it. It's gonna be really fun um but you can do a lot of stuff with direct mail uh,
0: so,
1: you know yeah you can i mean uh you you can automate postcards now um you, yeah. you send out you know uh for actually client uh that I was just on the phone with right before this we were talking about stick letters um so that is somebody buys your product. And if you have, uh, any kind of continuity or something like a supplement where that you want them to reorder, um, send out a stick letter, you know, and that's essentially to, uh, to, to reassure them on the purchase they just made. And then also try to upsell them on something else. So it's, it's similar to like a, an upsell online, but you do it via direct mail.
2: Hmm,
1: okay. Yeah. Um, so those are just some, you know, really quick on direct mail. Uh, another one, this is also an offline thing, um, This is one of the single biggest things that nobody does. And it is so insanely easy to increase your profits from it. And it's pretty much guaranteed is customer appreciation calls. Um, So, or or however you want to word that, you know, that's what I call them. But basically um, call people after they buy and talk them through, have a salesman, train them on consultative selling. You don't want this to be a hard sale. You, You train them on consultative selling, right? And they call them, and they just you know ask, hey, how's you know how did everything go? Were you able to access the membership, or you know whatever it is? Uh, And then you start asking questions. Good salesmanship is about asking questions. So based on the questions that they, uh, or based on the answers to your questions, uh, and of course you have a script for this and all that, Mm -hmm. uh, then you upsell them on you know uh, on other you know on other products. Uh, I I actually have a client in the uh, the lead generation um, niche. They use one business to generate leads, which they then use in one of their other businesses um, they call people, uh, this is like a shopping cart abandonment campaign. So instead of just doing it online, you know, having a retargeting campaign or something, they call the people and they get 50% more leads because they call them. Wow. So, so think about that. <laughs> uh, next one is a reactivation campaign. Um, so if you're in any kind of, uh, any kind of industry where, uh, people order on a semi-regular basis, so like if it's every every month, every three months, every six months, whatever the average is, um, and, and someone doesn't, you know, reorder uh, or work with you again in that time frame, then you send a reactivation campaign trying to get them, you know, to, to come back with you. Sure, okay. So that's another one. Um, Done-for-you services. So if you're selling a product of any kind, add services. And if you're selling services, add products. Very, very simple. Yeah. Uh, thank you pages. People do not take advantage of thank you pages. It's a huge, huge, huge untapped uh, profit center that that most people mm-hmm. don't ever think of. You know, um, I'm actually <clears throat> in the uh, in my side business. That's actually our next campaign that we're doing. Um, actually, no, it's next, next, because uh, the next one is we're coming out with a new product. And then after that, we're starting this one. Um, is we're going after and, and, uh, so we sell basically information on dressing better. So we're going to, um, go after and try to find joint venture partners that actually sell clothes and, you know, so like e-commerce stores that, that sell clothing Mm -hmm. and we're going to say, Hey, um, you know, you're getting whatever 500,000 customers a day, whatever it is, and they're buying clothes. Well, you know, don't you think it'd be a nice little, uh, new revenue center for you to add our product to your thank you page? You can keep 100% of the profit from it. So it's a totally like there's nothing for you to do. It's going to take 3 minutes to set up in your site. Um all you have to do is just, you know, copy and paste like a little like two lines of HTML code on your thank you page. Anybody buys, you get all the all the revenue. And then the reason we're doing that is because we know what a customer's work on, worth on the back end. So it's, you know, it's worth it for us to give away the front end to be able to get them, you know, long term.
2: Right, cuz you know the value.
1: Yep. Yep. yep um so you know so just think of your thank you pages if you if all your thank you page is is just hey thanks for buying see you later you know um add add like you know add a cross sell in there add a service or another product or whatever it is um so so easy or even add you know an affiliate product if you don't have another product you know if you only have one product and they buy that product go to the thank you page and they just kind of get access to the product find somebody that has uh, a resource that you don't have and add theirs to your thank you page. Even if you only get 50% of the sale, it's, I mean, it's free money. Right. Right. And then, uh, and then the last one is uh, unresponsive prospects, right? So there's going to be, you know, people go cold for, you know, a whole variety of reasons. Um, You know, maybe they're, you know, if they're not getting your emails or they're not resonating with you or the timing's not right or whatever. Uh, So, you know, you can go to them and for example in in you know in my uh, in my business if i have a lead that comes in and i talk to them and we're not a good fit for each other i then refer that to another copywriter and it helps all three of us because i get a little commission like i'll get like you know 10% or whatever if that other copywriter works with the client the client is able to find somebody that you know they trusted me and so then you know i'm sending them to someone else who I trust. So then they're therefore, you know, the trust kind of transfers and then the other copywriter is also getting another client. And it's a, it's, you know, it's a win, win, win. Sure. Um, it's, it's kind of similar to almost like the thank you page, uh, type of thing where you're, um, oh, a little bit, uh, but you know, you're taking someone who you wouldn't have made any money off of, and you're finding uh, a way you're being resourceful, finding a way to, you know, to then profit, uh, from that, you know, from that person. And there's a whole bunch of ways to do it. I mean, you can. You know, there's people that they, uh, you know, if they have a sales team and that sales team is only, you know, like 30% capacity, well, they can go out and, you know, kind of rent out that sales team to other companies. um, Or if you have, you know, if you buy an office space and uh, you're only using 50% of it, well, you can then, you know, rent it out to somebody else and have them kind of, you know, pay for at least half of your, you know, rent that you're paying. There's a whole bunch of different ways to do this. Um but yeah, those are uh those are the the whole um eight. And I went I went a little long on there, no, but the, uh, I was on a roll.
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's such great stuff. I've taken a lot of notes here. I mean, I think that there's so many different ideas here that like the thank you page <clears throat> sounds so simple, but yet you're totally right. like not a lot yeah. of people do it. And yeah. I, I like how you put it, it's kind of free money there or free opportunity that <clears throat> excuse me, that we're not really thinking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the sort of the overarching You know, theme to these eight profit centers, but also this whole conversation is really coming down to understanding your customer and serving them and adding value to them that pertains and is most relevant to that person. And you know, we talked about from your paid traffic, so let's just say from your Facebook ad, speaking to directly to your specific target customer in that ad and using that as a filter, and and that's sort of the top of your funnel, getting people into. <clears throat> excuse me, the 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 rest of your sales funnel and then speaking directly to that person um as you go through. And then also you talk about these eight untapped profit centers. I mean leveraging these from a from a sense of okay, I know my customer and this is how I want to add value uh to them. And here's our here are different opportunities to do that all within your all within your sales funnel.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. One really quick thing um, that I kind of feel compelled to throw out there, because um, it it kind of plagues a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, as you're as you're doing this, we've been talking a lot about you know selling more, um, putting more more offers in front of them, that kind of thing. There are probably some people that are like, oh, well, you, they're they're reluctant to sell. So I, I just want to really really quick um, to cover that. I want you to change your mindset on that. Right, um, a lot of people, and I mean, this is a very, very, very common thing with entrepreneurs um is that they're reluctant to sell because they think they're being salesy, all right they think they're uh like everybody has that like connotation of the the used car salesman, right mm-hmm. you don't have to do that. I want you to think in terms of again comes back to problem solution to make sure that you can help them you know think about it in terms of if someone has cancer right or they have some some type of illness that is like a terminal um, disease and you're the one person on the planet with the, you know, the answer to their, to their problem, you can, you can cure them or they just got bit by a snake. Let's just say they just got bit by a snake and you're standing there with the anti-venom, right? You would do anything to give that person that anti-venom and they're going to do anything to get the anti-venom, right, right? you know? So think of it in terms of that. Like if you're truly providing value to the people that you serve, don't think of yourself as some like sleazy salesman, you know? Um, Think of yourselves as the savior (laughs) to, you know, to the the problem they're having, because, you know, if you have a good product or your service, that's what you're doing. You're helping people, you know, so don't be don't be shy about that. Um, And it, it really just goes in the way. Uh, you can be like super, super aggressive and hey, buy my stuff now. And you know, I'm gonna it's only on sale until midnight, and then you see that for the next three years. And you know, <laughs> right, um, <you're> right. <laughs> so don't do that Do stuff, it with integrity. Just, right. Yeah, do it with integrity. Yeah. Um so I just want to throw that in there real yeah, quick. No, a lot of people struggle with that.
2: Yeah, no, it's a great thing. It, it, it's such a important thing to remember because I talked to so many people and you know, a lot of um a lot of listeners here of the show, it's like, well, they want to be selling more, but they have this sort of limited mindset of you know what? I, I really I'm, i i have a great solution here. I want to help more people, but I'm stuck in like I don't want to be just like you meant just mentioned, Jeremy. Over over salesy. I don't want mm-hmm. to be over salesy. And I think it's such a great reminder to come from a perspective of from the perspective of we're helping people solve mm-hmm. whatever that issue is, whatever their challenge with. And we it's our duty to get our solution to them to be able to help them out and have a you know have a better life. It's such a yes. great great lesson. Exactly. Yep. this has been awesome, Jeremy. Um, thank you so much for coming on here. We covered a lot of different stuff here and it's uh, like I, like I mentioned before, kind of like summarizing what we've been talking about it really comes down to understanding your customers so that you can segment them appropriately within your sales funnel so you can speak directly to that person. I think it goes back to yeah. if you're the whole cliched statement of if you're serving everybody or if your target audience is everybody, it's nobody. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, and, and if you're if you are speaking directly to your target customer, you've done your um segmenting so that you can do that. That's where the ROI. That's how to maximize uh your ROI throughout everything. So where yeah. can people uh, connect with you yeah. online?
1: Yeah, so the uh, I, I would say there's two different things. So number one is uh, you know you obviously listen to podcasts. Um, so go if you're in your phone right now, um, just go and search for uh, Sales Funnel Mastery. And that's my podcast. You can, you know, become a subscriber. Obviously, that's free. Um, we, and we talk about stuff like this all the time, um, you know, in, in the podcast. I do it myself and I have guests and all that, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, and then the second thing is uh, my website is jeremyreeves.com. And it's J-E-R-E-M-Y-R-E-E-V-E-S.com. And, and there, you know, I have all kinds of free resources. You can find the podcast there. I have free PDFs. I have free webinars. I have free videos. Um, I have all kinds of cool stuff there um, and you can kind of just go there and uh, either get on the list and kind of see how I have my funnel set up. Um, or you can, you know, if you're interested, if you have a funnel, you want to make it better. That's kind of what we're the best at is taking an existing funnel um, and, and just, you know, maximizing it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of like what we specialize in. Um, I do, I do work with people that don't have a funnel um, and, you know, want a funnel. Um, but typically that's not, our, um, you know, kind of average client, um, j- just for kind of budgetary reasons. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, just go to jeremyreaves.com And, you know, if you're interested in, uh, getting one of these funnels built for you, then, you know, I'm happy to, uh, to have a chat with you and see if we're a good fit.
2: Awesome, man. I'll be sure to link that, uh, your link as well as the sales funnel mastery podcast up in the, uh, show notes for today's episode. Jeremy, thank you so much again for coming on here. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a blast. Thanks again.
2: All right. Hope you got a lot out of this one, Jeremy. Today, really good episode. I was taking notes throughout the whole thing, as I as I told you at the beginning. I love talking about sales funnels and always looking to um, to improve the results of my own sales funnels in my business. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I put together a cheat sheet for today's episode, which takes you through three simple strategies that you can do right now to more deeply understand your specific target customer. So, that you can be maximizing your sales. We talked about it during the episode here today. So, if you'd like to download this cheat sheet, simply text AOPT85 to 44222. For all the links that we talked about today, including Jeremy's website and his podcast, make sure to check out the show notes page over at rickmulready.com forward slash 85. All right, my friends, that is all for today's episode. Coming up in the next episode, we're going to be talking about how to make high ticket sales from cold traffic with Chris Evans. Really, really good episode coming your way next week. So until then, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode.